This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. I want to thank RNB Car Company. If you're looking for a used car, truck, van, uh, see, crossover, whatever else they have, go to rbcarcompany.com. You can also visit them in person in their locations in South Bend and Warsaw. All right, Yosef, if you could do me a favor, I want you to just cue up this clip here. If you look at the Biden incoming administration, if he gets in, um, if you look at the appointments that he has, and we'll get to Pete Buttigieg, our former mayor here in just a minute, because there's been an update on him as well. Apparently, they didn't like me talking about him being ambassador to China. Um, Now, it looks like it's Obama 3.0. They're all the same people from the Obama administration, the most corrupt scandal-ridden administration we have ever had. There's a whole bunch of problematic appointments. Tons. There's some new people, too. But there's a whole bunch of problematic appointments. And it basically looks like Joe Biden's just bringing the the old gang back. Which made this clip so interesting. Joe, roll it. What you know now, do you wish like you had a a, a third term? Um... And I, I used to say, you know what, if, if I could make an arrangement where um, I had, a, I had a, a stand-in, a front man or front woman, and, and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats mm-hmm. looking through the stuff, and then I could sort of deliver the lines, but somebody else was uh, doing all the talking and ceremony, wow. I, I'd be fine with that. And what you know. Huh? What did he just say? What did he just say? <laughs> if I if I could have a front man with an earpiece in and I could just, you know, tell them to do stuff and they go out and and do it, I would be fine with that. Yeah, that's that's kind of what what Biden is. And, I mean, look at the administration. It's the Obama administration that he is appointing. All of the people right now have been appointed to his cabinet. Uh, well, not all, but most of them have direct ties into the Obama administration. I, <laughs> uh, um, I, I mean... I wish that this were a deep fake, but this is CBS News. This is an interview that he was given. I, I, I mean, do with it what you want. Okay, it's it's entirely up to you. However you want to address it, however you want to take it, I'll I'll leave it up to you. But that was, I thought that was really interesting, given some of the stuff happening with Joe Biden over the past several several months, and and the appointments that he is making to a potential Biden administration. It's just very interesting to watch some of that stuff go down. Uh, federal agencies are going to have to disconnect from the hacked network by, well, they were supposed to have done it four hours ago. I don't know if they actually accomplished that goal. I don't know how many of you are aware. Massive hack happened over the weekend. And I don't just mean political hack. I mean an actual hack 
Uh, U.S. government cybersecurity defense agency has given a noon deadline. That was earlier today. For civilian federal organizations to disconnect from a hacked computer network management program. By the way, I guarantee you some didn't. I guarantee it. It's just inevitable. Somebody's like, oh, was that today? I thought that was tomorrow. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency on Sunday night issued an emergency order for U.S. government agencies to shut off all active active connections to SolarWinds Orion products. Uh, the SolarWinds hack was a doozy, by the way. The emergency directive calls on all federal civilian agencies to review their networks for indicators of compromise and disconnect or power down SolarWinds Orion products immediately. That was the, the CISA who went out there. and The CISA is involved in the elections and everything, too. Just, just so we're crystal clear, all right? <laughs> I just got to throw that out there. Uh, the organization, a federal agency overseen by the Department of Homeland Security, imposed a tight deadline on the directive. All agencies operating SolarWinds products should provide a completion report to CISA, by 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Monday, December 14th. So uh, what they did is they they discovered what they're calling malicious actors who are exploiting a hacking operation against SolarWinds Orion and all of their products. Uh, they were uh, The U.S. government says they were aware of the reports. We are taking all necessary steps to identify and remedy any possible issues related to this situation. So that was uh, John, was it Olyat, I think, uh, spokesman for the National Security Council over the weekend. So <clears throat> I, I'm just, look, I'm, throw, I'm not saying this has anything to do with the elections. I'm just saying, uh, you know, CISA is involved in election security. Just throwing that out there as a, as a story. Not, not saying there's a direct correlation at all. I'm just, just throwing it out there. Just... <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, I, yeah, what a world, right? What a time to be alive. It is just one of those very strange, very weird times to be alive. I I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you. Speaking of hacking, though, let's talk about this. Uh, Parents might be a little upset about this. I know the students will be upset about this. Um, Schools around the country, they're buying phone hacking tools. And they're saying that they don't need warrants to search. So just so we're crystal clear, schools around the country are buying hacking tools to hack into students' phones, and they don't, they're saying they don't need a warrant in order to go ahead and search those phones. Now, this is a report from Gizmodo. Uh, I'm getting it from Android Authority. It proves that some U.S. schools are buying phone-cracking hardware for decrypting students' phones at school. School officials do not need warrants to seize and search smartphones owned by students, they say. I know one or two lawyers who might disagree with that. Over at Gizmodo, there's a new report related to smartphone security. The report shows that certain schools here in the U.S. have purchased phone cracking systems from companies such as Celebrite. These tools allow school officials to decrypt students' smartphones and retrieve data those students may have erased. Uh, Celebrite primarily creates phone hacking tools for government agencies such as the FBI. Those tools are then used to crack the phones of criminal suspects, which apparently doesn't work at all because every time somebody has a smartphone that the FBI needs to get into, the FBI says they can't, and they go to the phone manufacturers, both Google and Apple, and demand a master key. 
Suspects' phones could have evidence of crimes, yada, yada. Anyway, the fact that schools have these systems at their disposal is concerning on its own. What's even more concerning is that school officials don't need a warrant to search phones at school as long as they are reasonably sure a student did something wrong and the phone would have proof of that. They can legally seize and decrypt that phone. Again, I don't know about that. I really don't know about that. Uh, Gizmodo's reporting confirms that at least eight schools in the U.S. purchased phone decrypting hardware for several different companies, including Celebrite. One school spent almost $12,000 on the equipment. And I'm sure that that school did not install at least a $12,000 security system to prevent mass shootings and that sort of thing. I'm sure they didn't bother with that. Uh, if a school official, for any reason, wants to check out what's going on in a student's phone, there's nothing stopping them from doing so, they say. Again, I think there's some lawyers who disagree with that. As long as they can prove that they are a reasonable suspicious uh, that the student broke the law or a school policy, there's nothing the student can do, they say. Again, mm. you lawyers out there, I mean, I would be interested in your take on this. Really would. I mean, they're saying that at school they can they can break into the student's phone if they think the student not only broke the law, but violated just school policy. Okay, let me just throw a scenario out there for you. <clears throat> Let's say a student takes nude photos of themselves. I know, your sweet little angel would never do anything like that, but others would. What, let's say the student takes nude photos of themselves. Let's say they're not even underage. All right, let's, for the sake of argument, let's say they're not underage because then there's going to be some people who go, well, it's child pornography even if it's your own body. Let's just, for the sake of argument, okay, let's just say that's not it. Let's say you got an 18-year-old girl took some nude photos of herself or an 18-year-old boy who has nude photos of his girlfriend on his phone. Uh, school thinks that they violated the anti-vaping policy of the bathrooms. So they break into the phones, and then they see the nude photos. Has a secondary crime been committed there? I mean, we're not talking about a law enforcement entity, and we're not talking about the investigation of a crime and coming across, you know, this stuff in the normal process of investiga investigative work. I, I, I don't know. I'm starting to wonder <laughs> there might be a, a bit of an issue there for some people. I could certainly see a lawsuit happening. We all know how the lawsuits go. I mean, the school will just settle the lawsuit. Uh, I'm not so sure about this notion that even if it's just a school policy violation, they can take the phone away and then crack into the phone. They can't. Ref students cannot refuse seizure or search. In fact, most students by now are used to the idea of teachers taking their phones at school for disciplinary reasons. Taking the phone is one thing. If you're using the phone in the class, yeah, every, everybody is used to the teacher taking your phone. You get your phone back at the end of the day. Everybody's used to that. I'm sorry, but it is a dramatically different thing taking somebody's phone away for the day because it's a disruption in class and actually using software to hack into the phone and peruse their, their private materials. There's a dramatically different thing than just taking the phone away, wouldn't you say? What they likely aren't used to is knowing that the school officials could crack into that phone if they wanted to. <laughs> oh, my word. Um, yeah, I got nothing. Okay. 
I got nothing else to add to that. More coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon. Thanks for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Don't forget, we also live stream this little radio program over at dlive.tv slash Casey the host. Make sure you check that out. Uh, my website, theburningtruth.us, on fire today. Uh, a couple of really popular articles are up there, so traffic uh, is b- being boosted over there. Several new podcasts got posted as well. If you follow my podcast, wherever your podcast services preferred, whatever that is, whether that's Apple, Google, or uh, Spotify, or just on my website or Podbean, whatever it is, doesn't really matter. Uh, so several new podcasts today, uh, a bunch of new articles as well. So a lot of a lot of website traffic today, theburningtruth.us. Uh, Pete Buttigieg, our former mayor, for those of you in the South Bend city limits, Pete Buttigieg was being considered uh, the report was, anyway, as ambassador to, ambassador to China, which I thought was interesting given some of the rumors about Pete Buttigieg over the years. Uh, but now, now it might be roundabouts for everybody. Pete Buttigieg is reportedly a front runner for transportation secretary. Now, you have to understand something. Uh, for people on the live stream who are watching this who are not from Michiana, There is a bunch of people laughing their faces off about this notion because if there's anybody who is not qualified to be transportation secretary, it's Pete Buttigieg. (laughs) So um, all you have to do is just ask some people about smart streets, right? That's I cannot tell you the vitriol and the hatred for smart streets that people have here, which was his transportation uh, project. I'm not in downtown South Bend enough to know. All right. Every time I'm there, it's an off hour. It doesn't really bother me. But, oh, boy, do people in South Bend hate smart streets. So he is considered the front runner for transportation secretary. So the joke is roundabouts for everybody. So you get a roundabout. The old Oprah Winfrey meme. You get a roundabout. You get a roundabout. You get a roundabout. Everybody's going to get a roundabout. For the record, I actually like roundabouts. I know that many of you don't. I do, but I'm also a good driver, and I don't find them very confusing. What does suck about the South Bend roundabouts is that, for some reason, they pile up these large obstacles in the middle of the roundabout so you can't see traffic on the other side, and you don't know if a vehicle is coming at you full speed. And also, in icy conditions, it's not exactly ideal. So there is that, okay? (laughs) But (laughs) I, um, yeah, I think... Especially considering some of the stuff that was going to happen with the uh, with the train, it's just transportation secretary. Really, of all people who are in the transition team for Biden, he may be the least qualified for transportation secretary of all of them. To be perfectly honest, he's much more qualified as ambassador to China. It's much more qualified. Um, but I don't. You know who knows? China has. China does have an issue, um, and I'm not knocking Pete Buttigieg for this, but China does have an issue with uh, people who are gay. Um, Maybe that was something that was being considered, and maybe they backed off of that position because of that sentiment in the nation of China. I don't know. It could be that the original report that he was being considered as ambassador to China was just a load of malarkey and wasn't true at all. I don't know. Uh, But... (laughs) 
<laughs> you imagine the people of South Bend, if they wake up one day and find out that former Mayor Pete Buttigieg is now the Transportation Secretary and the collective face palming that would be heard around the country. We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Hendrickson. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Want to thank everybody for tuning in. Also want to thank R&B Car Company. If you're looking for a used vehicle, go to rbcarcompany.com. they got locations in South Bend and Warsaw. All right. Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo is being considered for attorney general by a potential Biden administration. Andrew Cuomo also over the weekend, was accused of sexually harassing a woman for years. And the woman says that she knows she is not the only one. Now, remember, believe all women. That's the mantra. And I know that the left tries to say that they, um, they never said believe all women. But we played the montage of them saying it. The hashtag is believe women. Well, the hashtag was also believe all women. I saw a lot of that. <laughs> I saw a lot of it. So anyway, this is a, a tweet on Sunday morning. <clears throat> New York Governor Cuomo sexually harassed me for years, Lindsay Boylan said. She did not immediately respond for comment from the Daily Caller News Foundation. Many saw it and watched, she tweeted. I could never anticipate what to expect. Would I be grilled on my work, which was very good, or harassed about my looks? Now, she doesn't say if her looks are very good. She, she's very attractive, by the way. Or would it be both in the same conversation? Not knowing what to expect, what's the most upsetting part, aside from knowing that no one would do a darn thing? I'm cleaning up the language just a little bit, okay? Just because there still might be some kidlets in the car. Even when they saw it, she continued, no one, and I know I am not the only woman. Cuomo's office also didn't respond to a request for comment. So apparently, Boylan, Lindsay Boylan, she worked with uh, Cuomo from March 2015 until October 2018, according to the New York Post. Uh, she's currently running for Manhattan Borough President, whatever that is. Uh, Boylan did not provide additional details about the alleged sexual harassment. She prefaced the allegations with a Saturday tweet criticizing announcements that President, uh, President, air quote, elect, even though it is not president-elect yet, might be officially after today. Joe Biden is considering Cuomo as his potential attorney general. Could you imagine... I mean, first of all, you're bringing in a bunch of people from the Obama administration that already have really terrible records, including Susan Rice, who is a confirmed pathological liar. Susan Rice has been appointed to to Biden's administration if he if he gets into the White House. Now you got all of these other holdovers from from Obama. You got Obama going on to CBS. Uh, this last week and saying, if I if I could have a puppet and whisper in their ear and just have them be the figurehead, that would I would be okay with that. No, there's Biden. 
So you've got all of these Obama administration officials coming into a potential Biden administration. And then you've got a couple of like weird selections like Buttigieg um, and then Cuomo. Like on what earth is Cuomo a serious contender for attorney general? Have you listened to the guy? I mean, from not, not just from a leadership position. I, perhaps the Democrats are like, look, he's so bad for New York. We've got to give him a job that he can't screw up you know, as much. And maybe as attorney general, he won't be able to screw that up as much because nobody can screw it up more than Eric Holder did. And Eric Holder got away with everything. I suppose there's some logic there. But having, having Cuomo as the attorney general, have you heard that guy talk about the law? I, he could be one of the worst legal minds I've ever seen in my entire life. So anyway... Uh, she continued in her tweet storm that she was tweeting on, on yesterday morning. There are fewer things more scary than giving this man who exists without ethics even more control. I saw how he wielded power for years. He takes advantage of people, including me, and I hope that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris don't do this. I'm angry to be put in this situation at all, she said. Uh, that because I am a woman, I can work hard my whole life to better myself and help others and yet still fall victim as countless women over generations have, mostly silently. Well, again, uh, believe all women. In the lexicon of leftist ideology, this disqualifies Cuomo from being the attorney general and disqualifies Cuomo from even being governor of New York. Automatically. Remember, that's we didn't set the rules, they did. They set the rules, and the rules are, if you have been accused by anybody, doesn't matter if they have any evidence, period, end of story, you are to be ousted. You are to be canceled. You're not to be allowed to work any any way, any shape, any form, any position. You're not allowed to have a job. You might as well be destitute, that sort of thing. So I'm just using their words, their rules, to tell you that Cuomo has to step down. He's not allowed to be governor of New York anymore, and he certainly cannot serve in a Biden administration if he gets in the White House. Uh, let's see. Uh, she continues saying that I hate that some men like uh, New York Governor Cuomo abuse their power. I hate that some women abuse their power, too. I, mean, so I just want to throw it. Let's be all inclusive and fair here. A lot of women abuse their power, too. I am about validating the experiences of countless women and making sure abuse stops. My worst fear is that this continues, she said. All right. Now, I think the response that I saw from, I believe it was Alex on my Discord server, my, my community manager, I think that his response to this was probably the best when he posted the story on Discord, is he said, does anybody not believe that this happened? <laughs> I think that's probably pretty accurate. I think that most of us hear about an accusation against Cuomo and probably go, yeah, that, yeah, that checks out. We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. So somebody just posted on the live stream that they sung the Black National Anthem at the Michigan Electoral College vote? What? What? Breitbart's got the video. The source is from the Michigan Senate. They sang the Black National Anthem at the Michigan Electoral College vote. 
okay. I, um... Peak derp, ladies and gentlemen. This is this is what we're dealing with. Um, but hey, the Goebbels election continues, right? The lie repeated often enough becomes the truth. That is exactly what has been transpiring this entire election cycle. All right, let's um, let's go. Let's talk about just a couple more things with with um, the election. Okay, so I've read this article from Joe Pollock, and and Joe Pollock is one of the best. Five things Trump did for the left that they refused to thank him for. Ending the Trans-Pacific Partnership and replacing NAFTA. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Uh, two, criminal justice reform. Democrats have been promising criminal justice reform for as long as I've been covering politics. I've been covering it for over 15 years. It's never happened, but it happened under Trump. And a lot of Republicans and conservatives don't like it, by the way. I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, three, ended wars in the Middle East. He did. Fourth, Middle East peace deal. Signed on Friday. You've got Hanukkah openly celebrated in the Middle East for the very first time. I, I mean, it's just... It's amazing stuff that we are seeing. And I saw a poll that was uh, put up there over the weekend said 42% of Americans say that Trump will go down in history as the worst president we've ever had. That's now that's 42% of the, the poll respondents. So 42% of the poll respondents might be the dumbest people you will encounter in a day. Let's let's evaluate this. You may not like Trump personally. All right, forget all of that. The best economy the country has ever had. That happened under him. Nobody else under him. Then you have the tremendous foreign policy success, which, if you ask me, Trump was more successful with foreign policy than even Reagan was. And I know that Reagan gets a, a huge bit of credit for, you know, winning the Cold War. And I go back and forth on that. But you look at the stuff that's happened in the Middle East, the stuff that happened in North Korea before the pandemic hit, and I think wigged the North Koreans out. Um, there is some NATO finally getting NATO to restructure and, and get the bills paid, which is something that, see, I joined the army in 1998, ni no, 1997. I joined in 1997 and NATO not paying their fair share was an issue then. And nobody has gotten the, the member nations to step up. Uh, the destruction of the caliphate, the almost near total destruction of ISIS. Yes, they still exist. Yes, they're still committing terrorist attacks but they don't exist as a standing military force anymore uh, the caliphate is completely destroyed no new wars when was the last time we had a president not get us into a new conflict now sometimes those conflicts are necessary and good conflicts okay and i say good conflict as in they're justified conflicts and i am one of those that believes an unjust peace is worse than a uh, just war but when was the last time we had a president not get involved in a brand new conflict? When was the last time we had that? Tremendous foreign policy success. Best economy we've ever had. A, pand uh, a virus that, no, excuse me, a vaccine that was developed, even if you hate it, a vaccine that was developed in world record time. I, you just, 
if 42% of the respondents of that poll think that he's the worst president out there, that's 42 brain-dead amoebas that I, I will be able to display for you. Lowest black poverty and unemployment rates ever under President Trump. I mean, it was pretty much the same thing for, for Hispanics, women. Um, black business ownership was the highest it had ever been. The discretionary income of Americans before the pandemic, the best it had ever been. The credit scores collectively of the nation, the highest it had ever been. I mean, all of those things happen under Trump. And nobody else gets credit. You don't get to assign credit to previous administrations when the policies of those previous administrations were unraveled by this president. Elevating women and minorities. Trump's media team was led entirely by women, something that was always ignored by the media, yet is being celebrated when Biden is copying Trump with that. The media is like, oh, it's a it's an all-woman-led team. And, of course, the women on the, the Trump communications team are going, um, yeah, it has been for some time now under President Trump. Why are you giving accolades to Biden for this? He named the first black chief of military service branches, appointing General Charles Q. Brown to lead the Air Force. Um, he also nominated Lorna Malak as the first black female brigadier general to the Marine Corps. And the thing is, is that the media is running around praising Joe Biden for diverse appointees and everything else. Uh, but Trump did a lot of that stuff first, and he's not getting any credit for it at all. I mean, it's, you know, you just look at it, just five little things, you know, ending TPP, replacing NAFTA, criminal justice reform, ending the, the wars in the Middle East, uh, moving forward with peace in Middle East lowest black poverty and unemployment rates ever elevating women and minorities and, and that's just you know a couple off the cuff sort of things that joel pollock had put on there and those are all things that are considered uh left-wing democrat issues and he's the guy that delivered it and he never got credit from the political left for that he never got credit he took a lot of heat from some on the political right for it too took a lot of heat for it but you know like i said the um you know tribalism is what it is you know, your guy can do anything. This, this is what was always so interesting about the Bush-Obama era. Because Obama kept Bush's economic policies. So, for the record, if you think that the Obama economy was so great, it was Bush's economy. Just so you know. It was the exact same policies carried over. And they weren't great. They were terrible. Uh, Bush was a good first-term president. Terrible second-term president. Sorry, just wasn't very good. Um, foreign policy-wise, he was, you know, he was okay. Um, but, you know, he wasn't mobile and adaptive enough. But, you know, you look at the transition from Bush to Obama. Obama kept Bush's economic policies for the most part. Obama kept Bush's foreign policy and expanded upon it. And so I would always sit there and was like, I always found it interesting. People really loved Bush, hated Obama's foreign policy, loved Bush's foreign policy, hated Obama's foreign policy. I'm like, it's the same. People who hated Bush's foreign policy, thought he was a war criminal, loved Obama's foreign policy. But again, it was basically the same, only ramped up and expanded. It just didn't make any sense. But it's tribalism. That's that's tribalism for you. Tribalism will tell you, um, if my guy does the same thing as the guy that I hate, then I suddenly like the thing that my guy is doing, even though when the other guy did it, I didn't like it very much. That's tribalism for you we got a lot more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, Chinese spies everywhere. 